Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here! Hello and welcome to the Streets Don't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts. First up, the man who some say taught Peter Crouch the robot, it's Ben Woolley. Wee. Look at all the precious <laughs> <his> moves. <laughs> and a man who is spending the next week driving Peter Odem Wingy to Saudi Arabia for his big money move, Terry Martinez. It's about time you got that move, to be fair. <laughs> well deserved. I hope you've got a long playlist sorted, mate. <laughs> Yeah, mate. It's just Harry Redknapp on repeat going, terrific player. <laughs> it's just the good, bad, and ugly jingle over and over and over again. <laughs> it's just our pod, mate. Oh, yes. I wouldn't listen to that. Anyway, <laughs> football is back, boys. So it's time for a new segment bringing you all the results and stories from the Premier League and across Europe. It is the Weekend Roundup. So Man City got their Premier League title defence off to the perfect start on Friday night as they beat Burnley 3-0 at Turf Moor. Erling Haaland scored twice for City, but also got a telling off from Pep Guardiola on the pitch at half-time as tensions flared between the star striker and his manager. Uh, Arsenal, and Ben will be delighted to hear, uh, won 2-1 at the Emirates against Nottingham Forest as they looked to go one better than last season and win the Premier League. Uh, Eddie Nketiah and Bakaya Saka got the goals, but they sit third and fourth after the opening weekend behind Brighton in second, who thumped Premier League newcomers Luton Town 4-1 and Newcastle, thrashed Aston Villa 5-1 to go top of the Premier League. Uh, elsewhere, Liverpool and Chelsea drew one all in a blockbuster clash of the weekend. Tottenham started live without Harry Kane with a 2-2 draw at Brentford. West Ham and Bournemouth finished one all, while Everton, beat, uh, Everton lost to Fulham and Crystal Palace beat Sheffield United, both by a scoreline of 1-0. Uh, over to Spain. La Liga kicked off this weekend as well, and Jude Bellingham made the dream start to life at Real Madrid, scoring in a 2-0 win over Athletic Bilbao. But it wasn't such a good weekend for Barcelona. Harry will be disappointed to hear. Uh, they drew 0-0 with Hatafe in a feisty affair that saw a man from each side sent off, and Barca boss Xavi also received a red card. Uh, now, for the funniest story of the weekend, I know we all enjoyed a good laugh at this. Uh, so, Red Bull Leipzig pulled off one of football's most hilarious moments, uh, when they ruined Harry Kane's chances of a first career trophy by beating Bayern Munich 3-0 <laughs> in the German Super Cup with Danny Olmo netting a hat-trick in a superb performance from the Spaniard. My favourite bit of this is Kane doing his usual trick of going over to complain to the ref. And as he gets there, realising he doesn't know a <laughs> word of German. It was so good. He had like this gormless look, more gormless than normal, mad. This gormless look on his face of, what am I doing here? I don't know what to say. Honestly. It was kind of glorious. I mean, let's be honest, he is just going to win the Bundesliga, but it it was still a funny moment nonetheless, seeing him not win a trophy. Can you imagine if they don't? (laughs) That would be so good. Like, can you can you imagine if Bayern go trophyless this season? Honestly. And Spurs win like the EFL Cup. I would I'd love that. We talked about um Mane obviously leaving Bayern Munich last week. Can you imagine if like he has a he has a Mane season cane, but they don't win a trophy, and then he gets, <laughs> he gets ends up in after a year and ends yeah. up in Saudi Arabia. How good would that be? Oh, oh man, it's all right. We can go back to Spurs, a hero, as the guy who gets them back to the Premier League. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen that one. 
Now for the goal of the weekend. I think we're all probably going to be in agreement on this. Uh, Bakaya Saka's goal for Arsenal against Nottingham Forest. Saka cutting inside. Saka! Oh, what a goal! Bukayo Saka with an absolute gem! That is a stunning finish. Arsenal losing possession, getting it back. It was a beauty. Perfect way to start off your season, scoring a goal like that. The bend and the power was brilliant. Woolly. Can we have your winner of the weekend, please? Uh, we've actually already talked about them, funnily enough. Uh, I'm going nice. for Brighton. I think to start the season the way they did, they're in the midst of selling supposedly their best player, and they come out and smack a team 4-1. It could probably have been more. I think the Luton keeper made yeah. like eight saves. And the transfer business they're doing in the background has been yeah. superb as well. Well, look, fair play, Luton. We did have a, a goal yes. from one Carlton Morris, yes. uh, uh, hometown talent. Not, not for me, now. for my for my better half. But uh, you know, oh, Carlton yes. Morris is uh, somewhat worshipped in our household for for reasons unbeknownst to me. And he ruined <laughs> the bright he ruined the bright and clean sheet for the fantasy points. I was fuming with him. Their whole team looked good. I think you know what second in the table. Yeah. Perfect way to start the season, and they're about to make it. Yeah. Absolute we'll come. We'll fortune. come on to a uh, fortune they are about to make, Harry. Can we have your loser of the weekend, please? Uh, I've actually got two losers who are can't kind of follow in it together. Uh, they're they? losers not by any fault of their own. No, trust me, it is definitely, they are both losers. And that is Roy Keane and Micah Richards for having to stand next to Dan Sturridge all of yesterday. I mean, <laughs> understandable. Does that Bless not make them. Daniel Sturridge the loser? No, because he did it on his own on his own accord. They had no, they were just in it. They they had they were forced into it and they had to stand there and accept it and I think that makes them the bigger loser. It is quite amazing that within a single weekend, Daniel Sturridge has become possibly the most insufferable man in football. He's on it for the whole season as well. Oh that, uh, my oh, yeah. god! Oh. It's all right because now we all know how to do the stanky leg. I feel like a changed man. <laughs> we've got we've got Peter Drury in, and you're thinking, oh, Sky Sports have got it right, and then they whip out Dan Sturridge. What did he say to Trent? Just, Was it let's get let's get funky with it now? Keep it funky with your boy. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> like, keep it funky doing? with your boy. What are you doing? And Roy Keane stood so there cool. thinking, "Are you all right, mate?" Oh, honestly, like him and Roy, you couldn't get more polar opposites than Daniel Sturridge and Roy Keane. Yeah, I thought Mika. I thought Mika Richards was a was the polar opposite of Roy Keane, and then Dan Sturridge walked. Mika in. Richards is now the middle ground. Unbelievably, I, I know. Isn't that incredible? He does it well, though. He does it well. He try and start his own nickname, like yeah. he starts <laughs> to himself as like the lightning bolt or something stupid, yeah. and be like, "Yeah, Funky boy, me. yeah, stodgy, like, stodgy no, D. Daniel, no one calls you that." Dodgy D. Good Studges. <laughs> Big Studges. Maybe Sky Sports are the real <laughs> losers of the weekend for putting that line up together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, thank you for that, boys. That was a, a lovely first uh, weekend roundup. Nicely done. Uh, shall we move on to a regular segment now? Good, bad, or ugly? Top player. Different class. We've had some huge deals this week that we need to discuss. I think there's going to be some quite uh, strong opinions here. We will start at the only place to start, really, and that is the saga that has been Moises Caicedo. Both Liverpool and Chelsea wanted the Brighton man, and he's picked Chelsea. He's going to Stamford Bridge for a British record £115 million. Good, bad, or ugly? Good for Brighton. I think it's just good in general. I don't know. I'm going to be honest, boys. Good for Brighton, I would 100% agree with that. But I'm going ugly. 
going ugly. Ooh. I agree, because of the way he's gone about the move. A, the way he's gone about it. B, the transfer fee that Chelsea are paying is a joke. And C, I genuinely, and I might get slaughtered for this, don't rate him that much. I think he's I think he's a worse version of Kante. I think he does all the things that Kante did. But the reason why Kante kind of disappeared into non-existence was A, because of injuries, and B, because the game outgrew him. His passing wasn't good enough, and mm. I'd say Caicedo is the same. And I worry that they've spent far too much money on a player that doesn't fit modern football in a way that others necessarily do. He need the passing. He, don't, he doesn't need the passing. Not not around those players, no. What players? He wins the ball back and he plays a five yard pass to Enzo Fernandez. Done. Easy. Right, okay. I personally personally <laughs> I think I, I think the money is a lot. It is a lot of money. But I think with this Chelsea team, I don't think it really matters how much money they pay. I think they got so much of it. And I'm willing to like put my neck on a line and say that he'd be a good player for them. If he's not, he can come back and slaughter me for it. But I think he will be a very good player. He probably will come back and slaughter I you. Think he's a good player. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's a hundred million player, but then again, this is just exceptional business from Brighton. Didn't he twenty one? Uh, something like that. I think the the I mean, this is fine. Liverpool. Like their transfer department is in the yeah. mud. Yeah. Or any appeal they had, any pull for players is just gone. Yeah, um, which is crazy when you think about it. Like, you know that that they arguably are in a better position than Chelsea, and yet they can't sign any players over Chelsea I mean even Romeo Lavia is waiting out to go to Chelsea and you're thinking what mm. how can you not sign a player that someone who finished lower than you in the league last year has more competition for places and probably is offering the same wages gets the not player just, over you not I, just I, I lower 11th 11th that's what I mean yeah. like I don't, I don't get how you're how you're losing out to that because Chelsea are probably going here's 200k a week when Liverpool probably aren't offering the same level of wages because at some point, Chelsea's spending has to come back and bite them. All of this talk about, oh, they spent, what, like, another 400 million on players or things stupid? 800 in the last year and a half. Do you know how many signings they've made in the past 12 months? 18. 50. What? What? 50, I promise you. Including, like, obviously youth players and stuff, but they've made 50 signings in the past 12 months. That's crazy. That I'm sorry, if you're, not, if you're not winning the league after, what, 800 million's worth of investment? Yeah, it's over 800, yeah. Come you're on. Mudded. Like, apparently as soon as the deal was, like, rumoured to be happening, he just upped and left Brighton's training ground. Well, he, he did it, he made it out his locker and didn't yeah. turn up for, like, what, five days, six days? Massive red flag. He did yeah. in January when he put out that tweet saying he was so glad to be Brighton's highest fee-received player when Arsenal were rumoured in him. And they had to go like, no, we haven't sold you yet. And he, oh, yeah. oh, okay. To be fair to Brighton, and they're going to get a lot of praise, I think, for this transfer window. They did say in January that they weren't going to sell him. for What were Arsenal offering? Like 70, 80 million? Mm. They were yeah. going to wait out because they thought they could get more money. And by God, they were right. Yeah, but they're, they're about to do it again. Because apparently... There's a rumour that Evan Ferguson is also going to go for a hundred million fee. Yeah. For Man United. Yeah, I do rate Evan yeah. Ferguson. I do rate hundred million from two signings? Holy <laughs> And they bought in the likes of what? Dahoud on a free. That Eagle yeah. bloke was like fifteen million pounds. They've got Joe Pedro who's class. Do you know how much they paid for Caicedo? Gotta be like eight hundred K. They paid four million pounds for him. There you are. They've turned a profit of 111 million pounds in the space of it's two basically, years. It's basically on FM when you get all your scouts in South America and you find release clauses yeah. for 3.1 million. 
and then the day later they're worth 70 mil. It's that. Yeah, I genuinely don't think we can praise Brighton enough. Like the, the way they're operated and the way they're, they're run, especially in the transfer market, is so good. If they get 100 mil for Evan Ferguson, that's crazy because he's not even starting for them. João Pedro started ahead of him on the weekend. And you, yeah, you can buy, get 100 million for him. It's just... I think they're just citing, just stating the price because they know they have to pay it. Like Chelsea yeah. were desperate for him, Liverpool were d- are desperate for any midfielder. Which is Man United are desperate see for a striker. Everyone's cranking up their asking prices. Exactly, now. Mate. they're so easy to fleece because they do all their transfer business in the last week and always leave it down to having skeletal squads. They're stupid. Honestly, this could be groundbreaking moments for the rest of the Prem. The big six. If all of the other teams around them start getting more money to work with, I'm yeah. here for it. Stop it being yeah. so... Because this idea of the big six just rubs me the wrong way. Every, despite being a fan of supposedly one of the teams. Yeah, I think I think if it, it, it will come down to if, if Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, if they get into top four or top six regularly, like Leicester did, you start seeing the pulling power and eventually they should be able to compete on that level. It's just... Mm. It, You've got to have a setup like Brighton where you can sell players for hundreds of millions every year and fund yourself. The other thing about Brighton is they'll get that 115 million and they won't just spunk it up the wall. Like look at West Ham, for example. They got 105 million pounds for Declan Rice from Arsenal. And they go for Harry Maguire and Scott McTominay. They're Brighton for Mohamed Kudus, apparently, and he's quality. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so about him going to Brighton, wasn't well, there? Yeah. Kudus. I think he was, and then today. Good old Fabrizio was saying, I think West Ham are going to get him. Okay, fair enough. Either way, Brighton will get that 115 million and they will go and buy some 16 year old kid from South America for like yeah. a fiver yeah. and then turn out to be it, the next, the next Caicedo. Yeah, yeah. like they're, they're just brilliant, Brighton. I can't praise them enough. They'll invest in their training, they'll invest in yeah. scouts, and yeah, before yeah. you know it. We discuss Saudi Arabia every week, it seems, on this segment, but this might be the biggest mm. one yet. Neymar. PSG to Al Hilal for seventy-seven million pounds. Oh, mate, it just makes me so sad. Like that man, he could have had one of the best careers ever, and he's just thrown it away. I was good. I was it gonna ask him you this perfectly as a player, though. In that he's not taken like, I guess the the more difficult options or tried to like stick out and make a legacy for himself. Mm. He's just followed the money around, gone for the vibes, and then off to Saudi Arabia. I just don't get it. I was going to ask you this, Harry. You you, you said about kind of him wasting his career away. Do, do we think that is 100%. the case? That he, he could have done much more? 100%. Right? I don't know why you... W- when he left Barcelona for PSG, I can understand, you know, if the French League, at that point, we didn't know whether it was going to be a bit better than it is or whether PSG were actually going to win Champions Leagues. But if they did, maybe it would have been different. But he went to France and did f*** all. <laughs> And then after all that time has gone, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm, he's what, 30, 31? 31 now, yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, I'll f*** off to Saudi. When he had an offer from Barcelona on the plate, I get it's probably a tenth of the money, but at the same time, like, do something with your f- career, mate. It just smacks of a lack of ambition. Like, the same as the PSG move, though. Like, he's not gone there because it's a step up. He's gone there because it's an easy route and they're offering yeah. him more money. I think at the time you could have looked at PSG and said, okay, he's going to try and make them Champions League winners. He's going to turn them into the big time. And when that didn't happen, you thought, okay, get a move to, you know, City or, I don't know, back to Barcelona, something like that. And he just sticks it out and be, he's an absolute 
waste. I think part of the reason why I moved was to get out of Messi's shadow and give himself more of a chance. <laughs> and then he ended up back in it. And then he ended up he ended up back in it for one. But also, think about this hypothetically: if you take Messi and Ronaldo out of the equation. I don't think, even without them in existence, he would have won the Ballon d'Or, which I at do. a young age, he was... He, he, sh- he should have yeah. done. Yeah, he yeah, should I have think, done. I think, I I think, think so. that when Barcelona won the treble, I think he was almost on Messi's level. He was unreal. But he yeah, had but then Messi you look at Suarez somebody like Suarez, for example, like he could have been a contender for... I don't think there's ever been a season where he's clearly been... I think that season they won the, the treble. I think he was the third best player in the world. But I, yeah, again, I, I like. It. I agree with you there that it would have been up for debate. I don't think it was clear cut. I think he had the ability to cement himself as the third best player in the world. Mm. And whether it's consistency or a lack of ambition or better players around him stealing the limelight for whatever reason, he didn't get there. I think yeah. it always flopped between whoever was stepping up to the plate. Like if you're a Real Madrid player, I think, I think it's also. It's also that Brazilian paradox of like you are unbelievably talented, but you do just like party in a bit too much. Don't give a about the game. Yeah, yeah, like it is such a. Brazil had won a World Cup, especially that World Cup. He got that spinal injury. Then I think it might we we, we'd have a different conversation. But yeah, he didn't do much with Brazil either, did he? So what? What we going for this good, bad, or ugly? Oh, stinky mate, just horrendous. I don't care who benefits out of this. It's worst. This is the one Saudi deal that's just pushed me over the edge. Done with it now. It's, bit it's him off. so like, typically like, Saudi bit him off. big money yeah. move, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like it, the the epitome of the bit of this kind of transfer. Of course, like, it's Neymar. Even if Mbappe had gone, I'd I'd be like, you know what? I'm fed up with him flip flapping everywhere. Just go. But Neymar going, I just think, oh, it's just dead, isn't it? It's just ruining the game. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty sad to see Neymar's career just kind of dissipate into nothing at 31. But how do you you think how many players are, is that going to happen to over the next five years? All for the money, like exactly. that's literally it. Which Premier League team do you think has won the transfer window, and which team do you think has lost it so far? Obviously, we've got a few weeks to go, but we've had the first game of the season now. I feel like a lot of the squads are kind of set in stone and and ready to go. Who's won and who's lost? Well, um, I think you you talked about the one I, I wanted to pick earlier, but I'm I'm gonna go with Villa at the moment. But I think they need after the Tyrone Mings injury, I think they need a new yeah. another centre back. Um, Pau Torres looked a little bit lost on the weekend. I get he hasn't been there long, but um, and then getting Yuri Tielemans on a free, I think, is a wonderful transfer. Um, Musa Diaby looks like one hell of a player. Yeah. Um, Getting rid of some dead weight as well. Morgan Sanson, Wesley, Ashley Young was released. Marvellous Nakamba was gone. I, I can't think... believe Wesley was still there. <laughs> no, I can't believe he was still there. Um, I think if they get another centre-back, and mm. I, I think they're after another another midfielder after Buendia got injured as well, which I think is probably one of the bigger losses there. I think I think they'll have a really good uh, really good summer there. And I think you know they'll push to get higher than they did last year if they can. If they need a centre back, they could have Rob Holding. That's not a problem. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I think he'd work there. Yeah, I think he'd have a good time there. They play such a high line, though. It's so yeah, he would so be killed in that high points. line. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, they've got Callum Chambers. So they obviously like an Arsenal reject. Yeah, I, I suppose they've got um, Diego Carlos as well, who obviously didn't play much last season. So, I don't think yeah, he did true. play last season. Is he coming? When's he coming back? I think he's back. Was he not on the bench at the weekend? Possibly. 
possibly. I mean, him and Pau Torre is both very good centre-backs. Edri Conza is very good uh, centre-back as well. So Yeah, apart from when he fell over I... the ball at the weekend and Isaac scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't their day on the weekend, granted. Yeah, and, and they will have better okay. days than that. And it's yeah. a tough. Pl- it's going to be a really tough place to go to St James's Park this year. Yeah, so. uh, Ben, yeah, who's, Villa. who's your winner, Ben? Uh, it's got to be Brighton. Yeah, hundred percent. The business they've brought in has been pretty special. The business they've got out has been nothing sort of sublime. I think this guy Sado deal. If they get Everson, Evan Ferguson for a hundred million odd shipped out as well, I'd wager it's potentially the best selling window. We've seen in the Prem. Yeah, I'd say it's up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Top it. yeah. Uh, I think their business has just been fantastic. Like they got twenty million for Robert Sanchez. Twenty-five uh, million for Robert Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, true. The only one you could say they were potentially lowballed on was McAllister, but that was still what, like forty million. Yeah, euros? that was a release clause, I think, which obviously, you know, obviously a bit sharp. I thought, it, I thought yeah. he was fifty-five in. in the end. I thought he was fifty-five. That was thirty-five. Yeah. It Either way, high. they'll replace but that. They've already spent well and. I'd back him to continue doing so. Like they've got two quality free transfers in as well in Dahoud and Milburn. Yeah, João Pedro looks like a very good sign in as well. Yeah, João Pedro's class. I think they have the second largest scouting system in the Premier League at the moment, apparently behind Man City, who obviously own like five clubs. Clearly, bloody working, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They 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 have a huge scouting system, and it is it works very well. I mean, even if you sign a player for five million, the downfall on it is. Is nothing really, is yeah. it? So you set them on for 15, you've made money. Yeah. Well, uh, for my winner, we'll stick with the South Coast. I've gone for Bournemouth. Ooh. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think what, they've, yeah, what they've done well is they've signed promising young players rather than doing what a lot of teams nearer the bottom do when they're trying to stay up and they go and sign these experienced Fulham. older players. Look at Fulham, for example, Fulham. years ago. Yeah. Uh, Alex Scott from Bristol for £20 million. Great bit of business. He looks like a proper player. I think if Max yeah. Aaron's can show his best form, then nine million pounds from Norwich is a steal. Sorry, Harry. Yeah, no, he, it is. He played well on the weekend. The guy that signed for Mason Alkmaar, is it Milos Kerkes? Is that his name? Yeah, no, don't yeah, he's a bit of an, an unknown, but looks like a promising player. They've obviously got Hamad Traore on a permanent deal now. He did well last season when they got him in on loan from Sassuolo. Uh, Justin Cliver for eleven million quid adds something yeah, a bit great something a bit different, maybe a bit inconsistent, but mm. I think the best thing that Bournemouth have done is get that manager in. He looks really good. Yeah, from what people have said about him and how he works, I mean, they were unlucky not to win on. The yeah, weekend. he's one of those that's either going to go the way of Desebri at Brighton and do really well, or it's just going to completely flop and will be gone by January. And I don't know which one yet. I think. <laughs> I think I like the ambition from Bournemouth, though, to try something modern and different and not just kind of go with Steve Cook at the back and try, and try yeah, to just head everything yeah, they away. They obviously got um, Zabarnier in January as well, another good, promising young player. Yeah. What, what's yeah, good yeah. for them is, if they stay up, they've obviously got a lot of talent there to develop. And if they don't, they've got players who will retain their value, if not increase it. And then, you know, you don't have to rely so much on the parachute payments, for example. So, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth and are my they, winners. I don't think any of them, you know... They haven't signed for big money. If they go down, I think a lot of those players are on will be on wages where you can keep. Yeah, a lot I think of them. the most they've spent um, is twenty two million quid, and that was on Traore. So yeah, and even their backup players, like Antoine Semenyo, is one hell of a player. And if he if you go down and you've got him to fill whatever space would be ahead yeah, of him, Solanke's think, yeah, looking. They've got a good squad. sharp. Obviously scored at the weekend against. West yeah, Ham, West Ham so. were in for him apparently, but um, I, I mean, even if he goes, they've got a lot of strikers now. I think they've got yeah. a good little Well, spot. well done, Bournemouth. Good stuff from you. Uh, ben, can we have your yeah. losers, please? Yeah, if 
I'm going to be a bit okay. cheeky here. If, we, uh, if we're talking specifically the Prem for me, it's got to be okay. Liverpool. I think they've missed out on all their targets. They still have a tiny squad. Yeah, we'll come to Liverpool, targets. don't worry. <laughs> I think the overall, the overall losers for me, though, are probably Leeds. Because not for who they bought, I don't think I've got any real issues with that. I mean, like, Ampadu's going to be good in the champ. They've got Joe Roden on loan. Sam Byram on a free. Is he any good, Harry? But the oh. issue is <laughs> they've gone down. And the two other clubs who went down with them have both made, I think, about 65 million already yeah. in player sales, yeah. which they can obviously reinvest. Leeds have made four. Yeah. yeah. Four million. And yeah. they've let some big, big players they've go. They've loaned out they've Jack lo- Harrison. They've loaned a lot. Like, yeah. Jack Harrison is a £20 million player at least. And you, you can't be loaning yeah. him out. Nonto... They loaned out Mark Rock. Nonto is the worst one for me. Oh, yeah. This whole Nonto situation is f- But they were going to get some money for Harrison... Because uh, I think Villa wanted him, and then he got injured. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I think he's going to Everton. Yeah, he has gone now. Yeah, I think is. it's done. Yeah. 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 You know what the worst thing about that Nonto fiasco is? So obviously Nonto has not played for the last mm. week uh, in two yeah. games. He said, "I don't want to play." Have you seen that Luis Sinister is now doing the same? The, the thing is, oh, excellent. I, I understand you want to keep your best players, but equally you've got to realise you're in the Championship and it is time to cut your losses. Like, if they oh, don't yeah. want to be there and they're kicking up that fuss and then you don't manage to sell them, you are not going to get promoted with players like that in the squad no. kicking up a fuss. Like, it's just not going to happen. I, look at what Southampton are doing, cashing in big while they yeah, can. Yeah, obviously they didn't want to lose James Ward-Prowse, but... It's just stupid from Leeds where they loaned out people like Mark Rocker where, you know, you could easily get 15 mil for him, something around that mark, and you think in a championship that's going to go a oh, long yeah. way. And they... They have, what, 11 players out injured already? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, just if you had a squad or if you had money to supply you with a squad, you'd be all right. But I don't just... imagine a lot of those a lot of those players are on lowish wages either. No, no. And I'm not, I don't think Daniel Farco will be on low wages either. And the only ones they've actually mm-hmm. sold permanently are Rodrigo for like three million. Yep. And Tyler Roberts to yep. another championship team. Yeah, he was on loan there last year, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But still, yeah. So for me, Leeds are uh, having an absolute. Yeah, good stinker. luck to Leeds. You'll need it, uh, Harry. Who are your losers? Uh, my losers are, I think, a lot of people would be in agreement with it. It's Sheffield United. I just they've sold Illyman and Die, and I don't know if either of you watched Sheffield United last year. Illyman and Die was an a- a- absolute yeah. baller. Um, I mean, he would have done something. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the, at the very least, he would have got people in the stadium to watch him, and I think that's crucial if you're looking at a relegation scrap. Um, you then lose Sanderberg, who was one of their starting midfielders, to a relegation rival in Burnley. Yeah, that's a stupid move. I just think it's a stupid bit yeah, of business. I don't get that at all. Jack O'Connell retired. I mean, he was a bit part feature, but you've lost you've lost someone in the dressing room there, as long as well as Billy Sharp, who, who got released. Um, and then you sign into Gustavo Hamer, who is a, a good yeah, player. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, not a bad player business, last year. to be fair. But he's not enough. He's not no. enough to keep you up. The the, the other signings are Vinny Souza. Um, they got Austin Trusty, the American who was at Arsenal. Yeah, they did. Uh, Benny Traore, Anis Lamane. They've just uh, there's a couple of players here that aren't enough to keep you in the Premier League. And I think and unless they make, I think they're wary of the fact that last time they spent twenty million on Ryan Brewster and he was god awful. Mm-hmm. 
So and he was Ryan Brewster. So yeah, I think they need to keep it under twenty mil. But I think in this day and age, you're not going to get any player worth their salt for for under twenty million at at, at the level they yeah. need. I'm I'm to, all for kind of keeping the squad that got you promoted together. But you have to do something. Like you can't just be signing these yeah. random players. Like you have to do something that's going to give you that spark or that solidity. I've watched Norwich do it too many times and it pay off a handful of times where, you know, the the way it played off for Norwich was we'd sign these nobodies in the championship. They get used to English football. They get used to how you want to play them. When you go up to the Premier League, you have a chance. Mm. But it never works if you still keep that squad. You need to go into the Premier League and and get, you know, a 15, two 15 million pound signings that actually could either get you some goals or keep the goals out and then then you're all yeah. right. You just need some, yeah, some injection of quality, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I don't think no. they've done at all. No. I think Gustavo Haim is a good player. Uh, is he going to break, you know, I, he's not going to get goals, he's not going to keep goals out. I, I don't see what he provides to the team. Especially when you've lost Eli Menindai. Pronounced during this yeah. game, by the way. He's doing well. I rate it. Practicing. What, what I always say, say it with uh, confidence. He's saying it with confidence. Good lad. You've been listening. Um, Thank you. My losers, I think this is a pretty easy one for me, I'm going to be honest. Liverpool. They've signed Alexis McAllister, yeah. who I do yeah. really rate. I think that's a great signing. Saboslai so uh, from Red Bull Likes, it looks pretty good. But they've lost Roberto Firmino, and I know he didn't play so much towards the end, but they've not replaced him, and he was a huge player for them for so many years. he pop up with important goals whenever you needed him, even last season. And they've they've done nothing to replace him. You could argue, you know, they've got they've got a decent yeah, number cool. of players further forward. They've got, but... Yeah, they've got Gakpo, Jota, Nunez. I don't think he's the direct replacement yeah, they need. Yeah. But more importantly, they've sold Jordan Henderson and Fabinho. And don't get me wrong, I yeah. think they've got good money for the both of them, obviously both going to Saudi Arabia. But with two weeks of the window left, they haven't replaced them. They've now lost out on Kaiseido, albeit for a ridiculous fee. And they don't have a holding midfielder. But I think they're in big trouble, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that midfield has been gutted almost entirely for free. Thiago's gone as well. Thiago's gone? Thiago's gone, yeah. Thiago's got, not gone, has he? Yeah, Thiago, uh, yeah. No, he hasn't. Gone. He went to... Where? He went to... Um, uh, I'm looking at it on the screen and I can already uh, tell you he's made this up. But <laughs> tell us where he's gone. Where did I see... I don't know. I've seen a tweet from Fabrizio. Yeah, he's, he's announcing the transfer deal himself. I am going to tweet. Here we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, should I just send it out? Here we go. Tiago's gone. Just send it right now, please. <laughs> Tiago's gone. They got what, like 45 million for Fabinho? Fair enough. Like somehow like 15 for Henderson. But the rest of it's all freeze and yeah. loans. And yeah, they're a club I... who apparently aren't free spending at the moment. So it's baffling. Not only that, but they... Have no backup right back, really, do they? So <laughs> I'd argue mm. they don't really have a right back anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, left back Simicas is decent, but centre back wise, there's not but much. Van Dijk, Canate, at all, and maybe Nat Phillips if he's still like, there. Come if he's on. still kicking about. So they got three centre backs worth playing, and yeah. Nat Phillips. <laughs> they got yeah, they're losing key. Players, I mean, you look, James Milner's gone, Oxley chamberlain Naby Keita. These are all people in the dressing room that you would want. Fabio Carvalho, I can't believe they loaned him out to Leipzig. I, I mm-hmm. didn't understand that. 
Romeo Lavia wants to go to Chelsea, so they might lose well, out there as the well. This is the thing: if they don't get um, Lavia, who they're going after, who are they going to get? Like realistically, a, like what good defensive midfielder is there available for them to go and get? That's the problem: is they're going to go and get unproven, which will be they're, they're rumored to get this uh, Andre fella from Flamengo, um, young Brazilian defensive mid. You know, it does. Will that pay off? Who knows? It's different if you're if you're someone like Brighton and you can spend fifteen mil on a player that is unproven, might be good, might be bad. It's not the end of the world because you're not looking yeah. at top four every season. As an expectation, if you're Liverpool. You need yeah. to make a sign in. Exactly, you need to get into that top four every season, and you're not going to do that by signing unproven I think, Brazilians. I think what we're finding not out is obviously there's the thing with Klopp about he spends seven years at a club and then it all goes down the. This is now his eighth year at Liverpool. Yeah. This is what we never knew was going to happen. We are, we're in uncharted <laughs> territory here. At this point, it's not him, though. It's not him. Like It's, it's not him. Do you know who I would I, I would say, why don't you go and get considering on the transfer list? Is Marco Verratti. No. No. He's meant to be rumoured. He's, he's, he's not, he's not big enough for the Prem. I mean... No way. Not in midfield, at least. Worth the punt. When you're scrapping for plays in the last week of the transfer market, I'm going, f- it is 40 mil for Variety. Come on, they've been banging on about Klopp for all these years, the mentality monsters. <laughs> it shouldn't matter who he gets. He should be turning them into world beaters. Yes. I think if they go out with a formation of playing four at the back and then five attacking midfielders, they'd be absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah, you don't I need mean, a defensive midfielder if you don't lose the ball. Easy. The game, the game yesterday against Chelsea was wonderful because no one had a holding midfielder. It was great. The, the ball was just flying between the midfields. It was so yeah, good man, to no watch. Tactics, just vibes. Let's Honestly, I've, I've never seen a space in front of a back four look so empty than when, than when Chelsea played Liverpool yesterday. It was like the Nuno Santos era where he didn't want to play with a midfield. We want to talk about clubs. I'm intrigued where they go. I'm, so, I am salivating at the prospect of Spurs having another hundred million to spend because they managed to waste almost every penny <laughs> of it last time. Here we go, Soldado and, and Lamella getting a call. Yeah, I mean, like all of the the big names I'd have expected them to go to have gone. So I'm like, yeah. what's Daniel Levy gonna do with a war chest and no one to spend it on? They seem to be getting young, unproven players in. Um, which, I mean, at the end of the day, you're Tottenham. You're not going to be able to compete with Chelsea's transfers or Liverpool's transfers. So you may as well send sign people that have got nowhere else to go. It is kind of baffling that they've got less for him than Brighton will get for a... I think it's because yeah, there's a year I left. I mean, they've, they've done really yeah, well to get, to get 100 mil for someone with a year left on our contract. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, James Madison is a great signing. I think James Madison is well, a really good signing. He's a good player. Mickey van der Ven for 40 mil. That's a bit risky for me. Well, we, we asked about who, you know, who would Liverpool realistically get to replace Henderson and, and Fabinho. What striker is Spurs going to get? They can't rely on Richarlison all season. Have you not seen the rumours? No, who are they going for? Romelu Lukaku. Oh, please. Oh, oh please. please. Oh, my God, please. I will go and pick him up yeah. from the airport. Uh, please, I need it. I want a 24-hour face cam on Hong Min Son for the rest of the season because that man is going to be beaten, like mentally broken, having to play with well, that. He, he made a great start to his uh, his time as Spurs captain, giving away a penalty yesterday and then doing nothing going forward. Yeah. Spursy, did, that, <laughs> did you see... Uh, I thought Vicario looked a bit, bit weak in goal as well. I thought he was a bit... Uh, Bit meh. 
And they've obviously yeah. lost a lot of money because they had to sign Pedro Porro fully, which cost them 40 million yeah. euros. And Kulisevsky's loan came to an end, so they had to sign in for 30 million. So there's already 70 mil out your, out your wall. I like chest, Kulisevsky, God. to be fair. I just think they good overrate player. him a little bit. Yeah. I think he's a very good player. I just, I think he's I, good I don't. Player, yeah. I tell you who does look good is that um, Adogi, the left back, but obviously oh, he was already there. Yeah. Yeah, he looks really good. I will, I will say that. Um, whether Endon Belly gets a chance in this in this team, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, some some weird some weird players that we might see in a Spurs shirt this year. Yeah, they've spent a lot of money as well. Yeah, off off so. the back of this, I think when the transfer window comes to an end, and I, I know obviously the season will have been a few weeks in, I think we should do a full Premier League predictions, and we can we can Ooh. we can come back to it at the end of the season. Okay. Oh, we forgot okay. to talk about Spurs' biggest bit of business at the window. Oh, yeah. What mascot have they signed? They, they somehow released Leicester for like 10 million quid for Harry Winks. How have they pulled <laughs> yeah, that yeah. That's, that's Brighton levels of business there. <laughs> Mate, Spurs are getting relegated without Harry Winks. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> God's sake. I mean, on the one hand, I want it to happen because I'm an Arsenal fan. On the other hand, I hate like the... Satisfaction that would give you the vindication. <laughs> Get relegated because Harry yeah, Winks is yeah, finally exactly. gone. Honestly, you'd, you'd be so insufferable for months on end. I told you, I told you, boys. Harry Winks was the key. I told you, he was the greatest English youngster of the last ten years. Have a word with yourself. You God Almighty. <laughs> Uh, so to finish off the episode, boys, let's let's discuss our favourite transfer of the window. Harry, go on, start us off because I know you're gonna have something controversial. It'll be Mason Mount or something like that, I'm sure. It's not controversial, no. It's a little, it's a, it's one, it's one that will tickle the soul a little okay. bit, and I think for various reasons. I think that's Johnny Evans going back to Manchester because <laughs> I think it's lovely for him to get to go back to you know where it, where it all began, where he hit the big time. Um, Leicester, you know, obviously wouldn't didn't couldn't keep him in the championship. Whether he's Prem standard with all of his injuries, who knows? But at the same time, he's gone to United. So United, have, they're going to have to play him at some point. I know they are. And we're going to see Johnny Evans in a Man United top again. He's going to throw yes. back all, all, the, all, the, all the memories of him being And it'd be great. It's going to be so funny when, so, yeah, uh, I'm going when Johnny Moran Evans. and Lindelof and whoever else they play, I don't know about Martinez, inevitably gets injured and they turn around and there's no Harry Maguire, but there is Johnny Evans. It's like the Phil Jones cameo we saw last year. It's going to be exactly the same. Whip out Johnny Evans. (laughs) Well, I think my favourite one, and it's an Arsenal transfer, unsurprisingly. Uh, There's obviously been a lot of talk about the amount of money spent on Declan Rice and whether Havertz is going to flop or not. But I think Yuri and Timber, from what I've seen so far, is a great bit of business. He just looks. He looks, so he looks like a proper player. player. He looks so confident on the ball. It gets stuck in. Unfortunately, he did get injured on Saturday, so hopefully that isn't too bad. Yeah, he's made of glass. But he's a victim of these new bollocks rules that PGMOL are trying to put in about playing extra minutes to make sure they cut down on time wasting on all this bollocks. Yeah. So we end up with like ten added minutes yeah, per but half. I- I think I think he's just fallen victim to the fact that he's joined Arsenal and therefore you're made of glass. That's <laughs> just how it happens. Yeah, I, yeah I, I really like that side. And I think, it, it, as I say, it looks really confident, really solid. And he can play in multiple positions as well, which I, I like a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to go for Yuri and Timber. I feel sorry for Tommy Asu in that, in that situation. Good, if he could stay fit for more than five games, bad. it'd be helpful. 
Would isn't that the whole true. Arsenal squad, mate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, those days have been and gone. I think you're running up on an old joke there, but whatever. Oh, I still think he's been well, in the class. Fine. <laughs> I mean, we did lose Gabriel Jesus for like two thirds of the season last year. <laughs> stop, stop talking. Isn't he oh, injured right now? That's so Zinchenko. Shut yeah, up. Shut up. And, and <laughs> you play on charity match. Stop, stop talking. Off. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite transfer, uh, please? Well, I hate to perpetuate this idea that I'm just a spiteful, <laughs> but. Mine is Frank Kessie going from Barcelona to Al Ali in the Saudi Pro League. Not because I think it's a good move for him, but because I'm glad the <laughs> failed at Barcelona. <laughs> because every time I'm playing football manager, I usually end up doing an AC Milan save. And every year before he'd left... And he did love Frank Kessie. Now, every year before he left for Barca, the man would kick up a storm every two months, being like, I want to move to a bigger club, I want more money, I want to win the Champions League. To the point where... I ended up getting just a vendetta against him every single season. And he he finally gets his big money move and like flops in it, what, a year? And has just gone and killed his career with a move to Saudi Arabia. So enjoy I the love- sunshine, Frank. You- I love <laughs> So let, let me get this straight. I've gone for a serious answer. Harry has gone for a nostalgic meme and you've gone for hatred of a virtual person. Yep, I'm sure Frank Kessie's a perfectly fair, wonderful bloke. I've brother. been, I've been there with, uh, I've been there with Andre Green, uh, who I think I will personally celebrate the day he retires because of how much I hate him because of Football Manager. So I can fully back what what he's on about here. Every single season, this <laughs> would do it. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Well, that has been another episode uh, of the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating. That would really help us out. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also follow us over on Twitter, which is at SWF underscore pod, and Instagram and TikTok, which is the Streets Don't Forget podcast. Uh, and also, if you if you there's something we've talked about and you, you want to tell us your opinions, email us. Uh, it's the Streets Don't Forget podcast at gmail.com. Uh, boys, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure as always. Yes. Yes, have a good you week, too, boys. Friend. And we'll see you next week. One, two, three, four. Gira can hit them. Did! Oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gira! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai! It's fantastic! One from David Villa! Great finish! And just that he scored! Jorginho's done it! Yakubu making another glimpse of goal here! That is terrific! Keep it funky with your boy.